Happy Easter, everyone. And a good morning to you all. Welcome all our guests and visitors. Around Easter one year, I saw a billboard on I-5 which read, He is not here. He has risen. And I thought, well, that's true. Now, that comes right out of uh, Matthew, which we just heard. Jesus could no longer be found in the tomb where he was buried. That's true. On a modern-day billboard, though, it seems the message should have been altered just a little bit. Jesus has risen. He is now here. He is not here, changed everything for the world then. He is now here, changes everything for us today. On that first Easter morning, though, when the women met the angels, they needed to hear Jesus was not in the tomb. They needed to be reminded of Jesus' words that he would rise from the dead on the third day. They come to the tomb with spices and oils, expecting to keep a dead body from smelling bad as long as possible. When they arrive, they're confused. The stone is rolled off to the side. They expected to ask the guards to do that for them so they could go in with the oils and spices. But the guards are gone, and the stone is rolled away already. There's nobody in there, just emptiness. His body was gone. The women are at a loss as to what happened. Then the angels appear. Actually, in Matthew, it says that one was already there. He was sitting on the stone. And they frightened the women. We imagine angels as people with wings and white flowing robes and long blonde hair, curly hair maybe, strumming harps perhaps, or fat little baby cherubs or something. But the angels described in the Bible are much different. They're powerful, striking in appearance, and not anything like us in many ways. In some cases, when people see them, they fall to the ground in fear and trembling. The women at Jesus' tomb were confused and frightened at first by these angels. And the angels may have frightened the guards to death, but they weren't there to frighten the women. The angels have come to assure the women, to giving them, to giving them back faith with a simple message. Jesus is not in the tomb. He has risen. He kept his promise. He died at the hands of sinful men. Now he has risen from the dead, just as he said he would. The women needed to hear that good news. They remembered what Jesus had said. They believe. Even though Jesus isn't standing in front of them, yet they believe. And with an active living faith, they dash away to tell the disciples the news that Jesus is not in the tomb. Confusion and fear change into belief and hope. Soon they will see Jesus. They will know exactly where he is. Not in the tomb, but with them. At that moment, though, he's not there. And I wonder if we experience the same emotions as the women did on that first Easter. We're confused, sometimes afraid. 
Not at a stone rolled away or by an angel, although if you've seen an angel lately, I'd like to hear about it. I'm talking about the things life throws at us which makes us wonder, where is Jesus? He doesn't seem to be here. And what is here is frightening. My friends, I can't remember the last time I felt the threat of nuclear war with Russia. I mean, it had to have been 30 years ago or more. I thought the threat was gone when I received a certificate in the mail from the the Department of Defense saying I'd helped win the Cold War. Great. Happy to do my part. But now the threat seems to be rearing its ugly head again. And how about the people who are in the thick of it with Russia? What kind of Easter hope do they have today in the midst of so much destruction and death? Actually, most Ukrainians are Orthodox Christians, so they're going to be celebrating their Easter next, this coming Sunday, because their church is on the Julian calendar and ours is on the Gregorian calendar in the West. But at any rate, we pray their Easter celebration will bring them some assurance that Jesus hasn't fled to safety, but that he is there with them. Confusion and fear, though, come from things much closer to home than Russia. Shootings every day in Portland, sometimes more than one a night. And car crashes on I-5, Highway 26, Highway 18. Cars and trucks just veering into the oncoming traffic for no reason. Well, hopefully it wasn't because they saw that sign that said, uh, Jesus is not here. I'm not trying to frighten you on Easter. It's just, it's a valid question. Many people have because of these things. And much more. Where is Jesus when all these things happen? The billboard said, He is not here. And some people believe exactly that. What we need to hear is that He is risen. And He is here. He is here now. Where? Well, we're not not having a baptism here today in church, but you can bet some people are being baptized this very morning at other churches. Imagine the baptismal font. Before the service, the pastor or someone in the church pours water into the bowl or the basin, and a a white cloth is placed beside it with a certificate to record the day. And the service begins perhaps with a mom and dad that bring their child up to the font the basin and the pastor speaks the words and then the moment comes three times the minister pours water on the child's head while speaking the name of the child and the name of the triune God who is saving her where's Jesus right there at that moment so we're not having a baptism here today but two people two people are being confirmed They're affirming what God did for them in their baptism and renewing their commitment to remain in faith, hope, and love toward God and their fellow Christian. Where is Jesus? Right here. Giving them faith in their hearts through His Holy Spirit to confess Jesus as Lord and the forgiveness of sin that He won on the cross for them. But even if we weren't having a confirmation here today, where would Jesus be? 
Well, look at the altar. Before the service, the women brought out a cup and white cloth. Wine is set beside it. There's bread here too, ready to be blessed and served. The service moves along, and I'll speak those familiar words. On the night Jesus was betrayed, take, eat, this is my body, take, drink, this is my blood. For the forgiveness of sin, an usher will motion for you to step forward and approach the table. You'll kneel at the rail. The bread is placed in your hand, and you'll place it in your mouth. Same with the wine. Where is Jesus? Well, at that moment, right here. He has risen from the dead. He's alive and lives in you. He renews your faith and hope once again at this table. He's not in the tomb. He's not hiding. He's not watching from some faraway corner in the universe. He's here in our church, in all Christian churches among us faithful. Even if your faith is the size of a tiny seed, Where is Jesus? Open a Bible. Find a passage of promise. Matthew 28, Romans 8, John 11, or Isaiah. The whole thing. Even though He is here in spirit, a day will come when Jesus the man and true God will return and we will see Him face to face. Everything will be remade. No more death and destruction. No more pandemics rioting, antisocial behavior, drunkenness, sexual abuse, and all around people just treating each other shamefully. Only gladness is in our future. After those things I just mentioned and everything else like them, the last enemy to be destroyed is death. Jesus is the first to be raised from death on Easter. And so many more will follow, including you and me. You know, it seems on any any given Easter Sunday, a pastor preaches the good news of Jesus' resurrection mainly to people who have heard it over and over again, right? In fact, we preach Christ crucified and risen here every Sunday. It's the same message of hope every Sunday. But on Easter with Maybe more emphasis, perhaps, on the empty tomb and the angels and the women being the first to tell the others that Jesus lives. Easter Sunday is also known to be a day where many more people who, who might come to church may not know Jesus or know what he's about or know what he did or anything. I was one of those people. Easter Sunday, 1996, I had just started dating Jill, and I went to her church. Never been to a church on Easter, and probably only stepped foot in two, maybe three church services in my life. I was 30 years old. I'm sure the sermon was great. Maybe it was even powerful. I don't remember. What I remember was, I wasn't concerned with sin, guilt, shame, Judgment, condemnation, forgiveness, mercy, compassion, none of that. I didn't even know I had sin. I didn't even know what it was. I was serving in the Air Force at the time and was more concerned with what happens if I die? Is that it? Just 
poof, non-existence, lights out? Or is there something else? Because I had to work with some pretty dangerous equipment and fly on airplanes that were, well, they were safe and all, but it, you know, it wasn't Delta Airlines. The risk of death was higher for me than a lot of other people, so I wanted answers. So I stuck with the church, and those answers begin, began to come. Very slowly, but they came. What questions do you have, if you have any? Are they the same as the one I had? Are they about sin? Have you done something in your life and wondered if it's even forgivable by God? Is forgiveness for you or just for others? Just for the good people or better people than you? Are you better than everyone else and wonder why everyone else has screwed everything up in the world so badly? Do you wonder if your ways or your persuasions are acceptable to God? Perhaps you don't, know, want, don't want to know the answer. So many things. What it comes down to, though, is are you willing to sit at the feet of the Son of God and learn from Him? Are you willing to learn of the marvel of creation, the meaning of your life and everyone else's, and why things are the way they are in the world, and the answer to that? And what your final disposition is when your end comes? You should. Your life depends on it. In the early days of my Christian faith, I assumed that wherever Christ was, there was no misery. What I've come to realize, though, is over time, is wherever misery is, Christ will be there. We can go out from this Easter worship service with a confident faith and a living hope in view of God's mercy. He is now here. He forgives all your sin. He came to earth to be born as one of us. He came for you. He died for you. And he rose from the tomb on Easter for you and me. Listen to the words of the angels one more time. Don't be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, as he said. The women at the empty tomb needed to hear the words. He is not here, but has risen. We need to hear this message again and again and again. Jesus Christ is risen. Alleluia. And may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.